Yes, thank you. Uh, the, the, the first part is our identity in Christ. Our identity in Christ. So the next week is Christ's identity in us. Am I making sense for those who are taking notes? Our identity in Christ, first point, right? This is this week, that's part one. Part two is Christ's identity in us. So if those who have Bibles, can you please go to the first verse is 2 Corinthians, first Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Can someone read that out for me? Go down, go down, go down, go down. There's the thing. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. So if any man is if any man is in Christ, he is a new world. The old things have come to the end. They have truly become new. They have truly become new. Someone else with a different version? Anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. So Anyone that's in Christ is a new person. So do people see a new person in you if you accepted Christ? Why, why some and others don't see Christ in you? No, but, but remember, remember how you act out things should already say you are a child of God. Even though they have made up their mind about you. For example, if we play Mfunupanemai, do they ever think, I that's Kesper's song? They know already that's Big Zulu's song. You might have a different view about the song, but the song, the, 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 the person that created the song is Big Zulu. And that doesn't change. So when you're a new creature in Christ, people should already see Christ in you because you are a new creature. You are a new person. Do people see Christ in you? I, I did an example. What's that anymore? It's a caterpillar, right? Caterpillar, right? I, I, I use this as an example because before it becomes a butterfly, it becomes a caterpillar. For, for example, in us, we were sinners before. We were sinners before, right? But when Christ comes in us, we have to be butterflies. I'll do that as an example. From a caterpillar to a butterfly, from a sinner to... Oh, okay, born again. We should be new creatures in Christ. No matter what people view us as, we should keep our identity. Right? My next point. Go down, sir. 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Someone. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Uh, so he who had no knowledge of sin, God made him 
Please read it again, sorry. For he who had no knowledge of sin, God made it We become righteous in him. You cannot be righteous alone. Am I making sense? You cannot, you cannot be righteous alone. You need God to be righteous. As you can see in the picture. He's cold. He's freezing cold. For him to be warm, what does he need? A jacket. For us to be righteous, who do we need? Easy. Am I making sense? So, for us to be righteous, we need God. We cannot be righteous on ourselves. That's why we, when we try to, to, when you accept Jesus Christ, here's the problem with Christians. When they accept Jesus Christ, you can perish with that. When they accept Jesus Christ, right? They accept Jesus Christ. They say, yes, Christ, come live in me, proper. Pashash. And then time goes on, they trust in God, they trust in God, they trust in God. They have that righteousness with God, they have that walk with God. And then something comes up and then they back away from God. They back away from God, they go back to the sinful nature. They go back, going back to the flesh. Are we still in Christ when we are in our flesh? Just on a, a suggested interesting question. Are we still children of God if we are serving our flesh. Okay, yeah. So we have unrighteous actions, but you are children of God. What do you need for you to be righteous again? There is something that I normally tell you. We need to do a 180 degree turn. If you are going that way, and it's your time to turn and you accept Jesus Christ. You forget that. You go that way. You don't look back. Because here's the problem with us also. When you look back, you remember what you are doing. And you want to go satisfy your flesh. And here's the thing. If you do not stick in the word of God, if you do not obey the, the, the word of God, you go back. I, I don't say it's easy. Did I say it's easy? Let me tell you, let me tell you, the flesh is easier to please than the spirit. Here's the thing, because we live in the flesh, we are people of the flesh, we want to make the flesh happy. Because we do not see the spirit, that's why we say it's not easy. But if we depend in Christ, it will be made easy. And the, the thing is that we are born out of sin, we are born of sin. So the flesh will always be there. It will always pull you down. But we should be keeping focus in Christ. We should be always striving. There's a word that will be used in the, in the Bible. Sanctification. Anyone that knows sanctification? The word sanctification? Can you Google sanctification for me? Before she Googles it, it's, it's, this is sanctification, right? Sanctification is the walk that we are on as Christians. Even though you can fall, God will still keep you up. Am I making sense? God will pick you up. It will be, we'll be, we'll be fully 
holy when we reach heaven. But as we are Christians walking on earth, we are walking in a walk of sanctification. It's being purified daily, in simple terms. It's being cleansed daily. That's why, that's why if, if you sin, you need to ask for forgiveness. Immediately. Did you get it? Oh my God. It's, it's our walk in Christ. It's sanctification. You, you've learned something. Hey, Baba, hey, you've learned something. Not James. Not speak about James too. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. Sanctified or declared holy? Set apart. Set apart or declare holy? Okay. You understand? So as Christians, we are set apart from the world. That's the word set apart. So we shouldn't be walking in an unholy way. We should be walking holy. We'll be fully holy when we are in heaven. But currently, we are set apart. We are different. We are not like the world. That's why the scripture says we can be in the world, but don't take part in the things of the world. We can be in the world, but don't be part of the world. That's what it means. Can we go to the next point? Ozawa. We have been healed. True? Anyone got healed by God? Anyone? Testimony, Nyami? Oh my God. I need it. Thank you. <laughs> Can someone read 1 Peter 2, verse 24? 1 Peter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter 2, 
the pandemic apparently. We've seen worse pandemics. They shall hurt you, as you guys say. So, from, from, from the hurt that you get, you need to heal. And the thing is that your journey with Christ won't go forward until you forgive also. God forgives those. You need to forgive yourself also. And the thing is that it's not easy. That I'm not promising an easy road. Here's the thing. Christianity is not an easy road. Both Papa and charlatans have promised you an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's not. This walk that we are walking as Christians, it's not easy. You're, because the thing is that your friends, people at your age level, want, want to enjoy themselves. Let me use your guys' words. And the thing is that they'll tell you Christianity is boring. Let me tell you, when Christ was in the world, the Jews were saying the same thing. No. Christians are people that believe in Christ. Christians are people that believe in the Messiah. Jews believe that the Messiah is still coming. It's, it's, it's false doctrine. For example, for example, I'll just touch this because you're taking me out of the topic, but I'll just touch on it. There's, there's Christians that believe that Christ hasn't arrived. I know. Thank God you've received Christ. He's coming for the second time. They don't believe the first time he came. They believe he came into the world and it, some believe that he didn't die and rose up again. That's where they miss it. That's why, that's why Muslims say this is someone's writing. They believe that Christ came and he ascended. They just minus the part that he died and rose again. Jews believe that he came. Most definitely, we crucified him, but he wasn't the Messiah. They're still waiting for the Messiah. And unfortunately, since they're waiting for the Messiah, the Messiah will definitely come, but he won't be coming to save. He'll be coming to take his children. And, and the thing is that, here's the thing. Shh. Here's the thing. One day, there will come a day where you find Sia, you find Tumi, you find your leaders not here, and you have youth. Or we're sitting like this, and then just at the blink of an eye, we'll be out of this world. Oh, you too. If you are saved, just say me too. If you're not sure, make sure that you know that you'll be with us in heaven. Let's go to the next part. 
We have been made rich. We have been made rich. I wanted to put gold there in that picture. But it was it will be out of context. Can we go to 2 Corinthians 8 to 9? 8 9. Someone. I don't worry, my guy. Mina. Zotelela next week I need to. Someone? Not you, please. Someone else. Oh my God. You know that our Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ was kind enough to give up all his riches and become poor so that we could become rich. Hmm. No, I knew it. That's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to put gold there. Here's the thing. We're not speaking about physical riches. When you are in heaven with God, you will be walking on the streets of gold. Am I making sense? So we are not speaking about worldly riches. Here's another thing with charlatans. Charlatans have promised you that if you pay a thousand rand, you'll get ten thousand rand. Let me tell you, that's a pyramid scheme. That's a forex idea. Unfortunately, they've put a forex idea in a church. It works for who? For you or for the, for the man that's standing on the pulpit? So you are getting more poorer and they're getting richer. Let me tell you, they touched on a guy. That guy has a hotel in, in Northwest. He has a jet in South Africa. He has a bank. He's wanted in South Africa now. He opened the church in Malawi. He doesn't want to come back to South Africa. Why? And then you want worldly riches. But God is promising you riches for eternity. Let me tell you, when you die, you leave your riches here. If you're poor, you leave your poorness in this world. And if you don't have Christ, you'll continue being poor after death. And you will be poor in, in, in a way that you can't, you can't hustle for you to be rich. I'm not saying, here's the thing. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Let me say this and then I'll, I'll close. Shh, guys, thank you. Let me say this. Here's the thing. Do you believe there is A? Win. Why do you believe there is win? Because you can feel it. Do you believe in bacteria? Have you seen bacteria? Oh, okay. 
Because you don't see it. That's why you don't believe in it. Like now, we are building, okay, I'm speaking to Christians, to the saints, to the saints. When you are in this world, you can suffer as much as you can. Pastor was preaching about martyrism a few months, a few weeks ago. Being a martyr, do you know what a martyr? A martyr. It's those people that suffer for Christ. Some get killed for Christ. They know that, for example, when she says John, you know what happened to John? Job, yes. You know what happened to John? He was poured with hot oil. You know hot oil? Hot oil, his whole body. And he continued serving God. Paul was jailed for Christ. And you think being poor is, is, is hard. Here's the thing. God is promising you a better future. Here's the thing. I'm not saying being rich is a sin. I'm not saying being rich is a sin. It's great for you to be rich. It's great for you to hustle. It's great for you to have all those cars, to have mansions. But don't forget God. Because he can take it immediately. Job was rich. He had everything that he needed. But with the blink of an eye, everything was gone. But he continued serving God. Guess what? When he got back his things, he got them ten times more. So we are rich in Christ. Because here's the thing, remember Christ said, I am going to prepare a place for you. He's going to prepare a place for you in heaven. So, if you think you are poor in this world, and you are Christian, change your mindset. You are rich. I know you don't believe it, but there will come a day where you die, and you will see your richness. I'm not saying you should, you should, you should, you should take the suffering in and like, yeah, I'm suffering for God, no. I'm not saying do that. You might be suffering for God, but you're not saved. Know deep inside that you are saved. You know God if he's in your life. You know him. Last point. Last point. Ephesians 1 verse 6. Is this the last point? Let me not say last point. I'm not like pastor. Oh, yes. Second last point. Sorry. Ephesians 1, verse 6. Someone? You know? They? Not they? Okay. Verse 6. Shh. Please be louder.
Ephesians 1, verse 6 and 7, sorry. Who believes that they are accepted? Who believes that they are accepted? Can someone tell me where are you accepted and how are you accepted? Someone? How? Hands down or read. You see? In Christ. You accept it in Christ. Someone else? No problem. You're not accepted. Okay. This is not okay, yeah. Why are you accepted? Okay, Miss, why are you accepted? Yes. him to be accepted. Right? But do you know that Sia touched on something last week. What did he speak about? What kind of relationships? Friendship. Right? And I said, I said that I don't have friends. Do I feel unaccepted when I don't have friends? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. by the world instead of being accepted by Christ. As long as Christ has accepted you as his child, the rest are plus. Don't matter. Don't matter. Six minutes late. 
Romans 6, verse 20 to 22. And 23. And 23. Romans 6, 20 to 23. I don't know why they didn't, I didn't add that. Yes, I don't know why. Someone... Is it differently, hey? For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Who believes they are free? In this context. Hey, hey, God will forgive you. 
Don't cut the scripture in the middle to benefit yourself. Just like Jews. Do you use it for healing? Do you use it for healing? Thank you that you are King of Kings and you are Lord of Lords, Lord. Father God, let us know that we have been set free, Father God, by your Spirit, Father God. And Father God, let us know that you are healed, Father God. Father God, I pray, Father God, for those who are in this room, Father God, that need spiritual healing, Father God. Father God, heal them at this very moment, Lord. Let them come back, Father God, to the place, Father God, where they depend on you, Lord. And Father God, into a place, Father God, where, Father God, you are the only hope, Father God. Father God, I pray that we are righteous in you, Father God, and we cannot be righteous without you, Father God. As we walk this walk of sanctification, Father God, with you, Lord, let us walk hand in hand in you, Lord. Father God, cover us, Father God, and Father God, we pray, Father God, let our desires, Father God, be your will, Lord, and not be satisfying your, our, our flesh, but pleasing your presence, Father God. And Father God, if we do not know you, Father God, 
I pray, Father God, that let them accept you in this very moment, Father God, so that you can accept them, Father God. Father God, you have called us, Father God, to be your ministers, Lord. And those who are being called, Father God, let them step up front, Father God, and volunteer, Father God, and raise up their hand and say, Lord, here am I, use me. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. As we depart, Father God, in, at this very moment, Father God, lead us and guide us, Lord. Let us depend on you, Father God, as we leave in this room, Father God. Let it be you that protects us, Father God. Every need that we, that we have, Father God, in this room, Father God, let it be you that answers it, Father God. I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are Alpha and Omega, Father God.